Hello, ambushional welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by indie pop singer, songwriter, Kenzie Cates. As we dive behind Kenzie's brand, new single, Just Ain't You. It is the lead track off of an upcoming collection of songs. And it is also Kenzie's first single since 2019 when she released her debut track, Black Magic. So we're going to dive into the road that has led us to Just Ain't You from Black Magic, which Kenzie actually wrote in 2015. So we're going to dive behind the time between writing that track and then releasing that track. And then with there being so much time in between, what did that track still mean? What did Black Magic still mean to Kenzie at that point? And then from there, yes, we jump into this new track, how Kenzie has grown over this period of time into writing Just Ain't You and her upcoming music as well. We're going to talk about the creation process for a music video for Just Ain't You as well. All of this and oh so much more in this conversation with Kenzie Cates and it's all brought to you by the Desert Tiger merch.com a web store where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show and now that you know who the show is brought to you by now that you know who our guest is it's time to jump into this conversation with kenzie kates so let's go the desert tiger podcast hello Hello, Kenzie. How's it going today? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Having a wonderful, nice, bright, uh, bright, sunny day here in Kamloops. Are you in Kamloops? I am located in Kamloops. Did you know that I'm born and raised in Kamloops, BC? I did know that. I guess you read my bio, but I... Maybe. Just a little bit. I would hope I did. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, um, I've been here for about three years now, so yeah. How's Vancouver treating you then? Good, it's sunny. I think it's our last day of sun for probably, (laughs) probably forever. I'm sure it'll be sunny again in like two weeks, but it's been raining for months. And then we've had like five glorious days of like 20 degree weather, really beautiful sunshine, and it's all over tomorrow unfortunately then it goes back to that uh classic vancouver rain hey yeah like my mom always complains about when she comes down she's like it's weather <gasps> it's hilarious how do you live here it's hilarious because you'll get to right on the outskirts of vancouver and suddenly it'll it'll just start pouring rain on your car and you're like well, it's been sunny the whole way here <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally and it's never just a drizzle it is like pour, like the heavens open up and it like pours down Absolutely. It's uh it's an experience every single time. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. So you've got a single coming up here very soon that we're connecting to talk about today. Yeah. We do. 
Alright, so let's jump on into things then. So you released your debut single, we'll say, in 2019 with Black Magic, but from what I can see, you wrote the track in 2015. So what was that time in between demoing and writing this track and actually getting to the point of releasing it in 2019? That's a great question. When hearing you say it like that, I realized there was quite a lag in between when I wrote it and when I actually like put it out into the world. But yeah, so I would have written it. I don't. I can't even think of how old I would have been in 2015. But I wrote it when I was in college. Um, I was in like my first or second year. So I, I guess it would have been like 19 or 20 when I wrote it, probably. Um, and I, yeah, I was in university at the time. And I met a producer. I was kind of trying to meet producers in Vancouver at that time. And because I didn't really have recordings to show people what I sounded like, um, it can just be a little bit of a process because you're kind of like cold emailing people and sending them voice memos and being like, I promise I'll sound good (laughs) if you record me on proper things. Um, So yeah, I was at that time just kind of trying to make connections and develop as a writer and as a performer. Um, and I met a producer in town, Winston Hosschild, and we ended up working together and we actually made a full, like five track EP together. Um, but as you observed, there was like quite a lag in between when I wrote it and when I actually ended up releasing it. And by the time Black Magic came out, the song really didn't feel like me anymore. Um, because it had just been so many years at that point. Um, and the, I kind of felt the same way about the rest of the EP, like Winston did a great job. Um, he's like an excellent engineer and producer, but I just, something about it just didn't quite feel right. Um, but I ended up, I had, I had these songs, they were like technically well recorded. And so I kind of started using them to try to make connections with a couple of other people in the industry. Um, I ended up meeting a grant writer. We applied for a factor artist development grant using that song. And then because we got the money for that, um, I ended up sort of using that to meet the producer that I finished writing my upcoming single with. So it was not all for naught, like good things came out of it. Um, And yeah. I think that's the whole story, beginning to end. Okay, okay. So that was one thing I actually had planned on asking was with that time in between, how did the song develop in its meaning to you and did it really feel the same? So as you say, it didn't really truly feel like you anymore. Yeah, that's very thoughtfully put. I think that when I first wrote the song, I was just, I mean, and I still am always experimenting with sounds. Um, and that was just like a, a course that sort of popped into my head. I think by the time I released it, it didn't exactly change in meaning, but I think that the, the way that it was produced gave it a really specific energy that felt right to me at the time when I was writing it. And then as my taste developed and as I sort of started like exploring who I was as a writer a little bit more deeply, it stopped feeling as me as it did in the beginning. Um, yeah. Okay, awesome. And I mean, you said you wrote the song when you were 15 too, and sometimes it's we think we know so much about the world when we're or when you were 19. So, 
when we think we know so much about the world when even just when we're 20 or otherwise, but even then just five years later, like five years of that time at 19 is 25% of your life. And then you live another five years and then that's only like, you know, 20% of your life. So you've had more experience, you've had more time to grow. And now that you're out in the world and experiencing your own things, you've had more chances to grow. Yeah. 100%. And my relationships have changed so much. Like I think at that time, I don't even, I don't even know if I had like ever really been in love at that time when I wrote that song. Mm-hmm. That's all changed now. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So the same time you still did release the song and it did find quite a bit of success for you. So what was it like to sort of now that you've held on to this thing for so long and it's sort of grown apart from you, but it's still a piece of who you were. And now that it's out into the world, what was it like to sort of finally have a piece of yourself out there and to see the reception that it received? It was so much scarier and more vulnerable than I think I ever imagined it would be. I, in my head, writing and releasing music has always been, well, writing music has always been a part of my life. Releasing music is always something that I wanted to do. And it is something that I had done before when I was 15. Um, but with this song, and I, this is something that I see a lot of my peers doing also. I think that it's like maybe just a common trait among musicians or artists where they just like are always pushing themselves to sort of like evolve. Um, and I've seen them do the same thing where they sort of like disown this like past version of themselves. And they're like, that wasn't really me. Like, that's not really, that's not really what I wanted to do. And I think part of it is when we're starting out as musicians, we make more compromises because we don't really know who we are and we don't really know what we want and we don't know what to ask for or how to ask for it. So I think sometimes we're just experimenting and we're just like, let's just see how this sounds and see let's just like put it out and see what happens. So it felt, yeah, it just felt like honestly terrifying the whole time. (laughs) Um, and yeah, the single ended up like, it didn't like get a million streams or anything, but it ended up putting me in a position where I like met collaborators, like other songwriters in Nashville, who I think are incredible. Um, It put me in a position where I've like met the producer that I'm working with now, who is like one of the nicest and also most talented people I've ever met. His name's Will McBeath. He works out of Nashville as well. Um, So I really, it really like set me up to make music that truly feels like me and that I feel so excited to put into the world, though it's also still scary. Um, Yeah. Of course, it's um, you're still releasing different parts of yourself. And as you continue to grow and learn more about yourself, it's still you're being vulnerable with yourself and you never know how people are going to interpret songs or otherwise, too. And it's always good to see that people can take that piece and can get some good out of it. And you mentioned some of the other good that came from this song and some of the other recordings was that it helped to lead you to more opportunities like recording this new single just ain't you so let's dive a little bit more into the now now that we've gone through some of the past so take us behind just ain't you well i like i said a lot of time passed between the first single and now so one of the things that happened is i fell in love i started dating somebody um 
we ended up breaking up because he wanted to become a monk and took a little bit of story for another day. <laughs> took a little bit of time. Maybe I'll write a song about that one day. <laughs> um, but so I took a little bit of time. And then when I was finally ready to get back in the dating game, I, I think maybe because I'm German, I just really value efficiency. It's like in my blood. And I was like, I'm just going to go on like seven Tinder dates in seven different days. I'm going to like get the dating part over with and hopefully I'll meet somebody that I like enough to want to see again. So I went on a date with this one guy. He was cool. We decided we were going to see each other again. But then the next day (laughs) I had a date with this other person and he kind of blew my mind. Um, And it felt like I've jokingly said this before. It felt like discovering the secret menu at McDonald's where there are like all of these things that you don't know are listed. So you don't know you can ask for them. (laughs) But then when you discover the secret menu, it's like all you want to order (laughs) at any McDonald's in the world. Once you know um, that you're allowed to want those things, it was like that. Um, And it just sort of, he just like, also, as I say this out loud, I realized the bar was very low, but like he just was so respectful and so kind and so considerate and my hands were cold and he ordered me hot water to hold so it would warm my fingers. And I was just like, where, who is he? Like, where have men like this been um, or women like this been? And uh, yeah, the next day I, or it wasn't the next day, but in between seeing him, I had made plans to go on the second day with this other guy. And basically the whole time I was on this date with this other guy, I was like, why am I out with this person when I could be out with that other guy who is like one of the coolest people I've ever met? And like, also as an aside, why have I not been subscribing to TLC's no scrubs policy this whole time that I've been dating? Like, I think I just didn't know that if I said no scrubs, there would in fact be non scrubs for me to date. I think I just worried it would like eliminate the whole dating pool. Um. So yeah, that's, and that's exactly what I wrote the song about is both like being, it's like written from the perspective of me, like being about to go on this date with this other person being like, I really just don't want to see this guy. I want to see this other person who's like so amazing. And it was also a little bit of like a, like a expression, I think of boundaries and self-love and being like, I'm just not gonna, I just like, now that I know I don't have to, I'm not going to keep dating people who don't treat me well. It's a very important lesson to learn. And like you say, it's you want to say no scrubs, but you're not sure exactly what's out there and you don't want to eliminate everything. But at the same time, you need to respect yourself. Yeah, 100%. And it took me so long to like really like do it. Like it was one thing to think it. I know all the words to no scrubs by TLC, <laughs> but I wasn't really putting their infinite wisdom into practice in my dating life but that changed thanks to this one person i feel like very grateful to him to sort for like raising the bar in that way you weren't putting that energy out into the universe when clearly clearly you just needed to i know just manifest it grande grande (laughs) exactly exactly what i'm meaning here awesome so we went about what the song means to you who helped you to bring it to life when did you record it um, I'm, I'm a little mixed up on the timeline now, but like sometime in the last three years, I brought it to Ryan Stewart, who is this producer here in Vancouver, who I had known about for years and I always wanted to work with him. Um, he produced some stuff for like Carly Rae Jepsen. He's done stuff for like Mike Ruby and Karis and all of these artists who I really love. 
here in Van, but it felt like a very high stakes opportunity. So I didn't want to like bring him a song that I wasn't like really excited about. So we like were in each other's inboxes for a while. And then I finally booked a demo with him and the song was at most, it was like 60% done. I had a, I had the verse, I had the pre-chorus and I had the course and that's it. Um, and I brought it to him and I was like, I have felt so protective of this song. I've been saving it for you if you want to work on it. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So he helped me, uh, like take it over the finish line. And I think really elevated the songs with his contributions. Um, and then he demoed it, which was also amazing because something I've struggled with in the past is like communicating my vision. And Ryan is so smart, both as like a producer and as a person. And I think that he understood who I was as an artist very quickly and then understood the direction I wanted to go as an artist and struck like a really good balance between those two things and translated that into like a demo. And then a bunch of things happened in between. I ended up in Nashville. I met somebody, he's an artist also named Corey Shore and a producer. And he introduced me to who is my producer now named Will McBeath. And I sent him the demo that Ryan had made. Um, he just kind of took it and ran with it. And yeah, that's the story of Songs Birth. <laughs> wow. So a few different hands had their hand in making sure that this magic could be brought to life. Yeah, it was far from a solo, far from a solo effort. <laughs> well, it's always important to have a very good team, right? You So that you can focus on writing the lyrics, making sure everything goes together and everybody else can help to make sure that it all sounds good and together. Mm. <laughs> teamwork. Yeah, teamwork makes a dream work, baby. That's what they say. Exactly. All right. So you mentioned that you've been working on other things too. And you've mentioned that this song is your, in social media, you've said that this Just Ain't You is your spiritual first single. So are we finally, finally getting that taste of Kenzie Cates, the true Kenzie Cates? I think so. I think that this this single feels like who I am right now at the time that I'm releasing. It doesn't feel like a version of me from like a few years ago, which is really, it's a cool feeling. It makes me feel like excited to share it with people in a way that I didn't exactly have with Black Magic, not because I didn't think the people working on it did a great job, but just for the reasons that I said before. Um, so yeah, this does feel, this does feel like my spiritual debut. It feels like something that I'm just like so proud of. And if this was like the, the last, I just got a cut of um, a music video that I made for the song. And I said to the director when she sent it to me that like, if this was the first and last thing that anybody ever saw of me, like I would, I would feel okay with that. <laughs> It would be nice to get to keep developing and growing and I have every intention of doing so. But also I I feel excited about this song. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned a music video possibly, well, is coming out in our future here. So can you possibly take us behind the energy that you're trying to capture within the video there? Yes. Um the music video is another thing that is like not a solo effort at all. So I actually forget very little credit for the music video except in that, like, my body was a prop <laughs> in the video. Um, but I I made it with um, Miranda McDougall and East Cherry, who uh, I met through another friend here in Vancouver, who's another artist, Michaela Slinger, who's amazing. And Recently on the show, actually. 
oh, that's so funny. You know what? I probably even started listening to like whatever clip she would have posted of this um, and didn't make the connection. So yeah, Michaela, she's a good friend. We were uh, roommates in college and we've done a bunch of music stuff sort of alongside each other. And she introduced me to her really good friend, Miranda. And Miranda's a director and like a, a, she does all the things, a dancer, a artist herself. And she um basically I sent her the song and I was like I'm envisioning a very low budget sort of like scrap together using an iPhone or even like a like a camcorder or something like that but I didn't really have I have some other songs that I have recorded where I have a very strong like visual for what I think I would want to see in terms of a music video but for this song I just had nothing and so I just sent it to my friend Miranda and I was like hey do you have any ideas do you want to like collab on this or consult or something um and she called me and she was like I see it all and I want to help you bring it to life. And so she enlisted her partners over at East Cherry, um, Callum Gunn and, and uh, Harry Hill. And the three of them, with the help of other people, um, turned it into like a full on music video. And Miranda's, the like Ryan, Miranda's very smart and very talented. And I think that she sort of like, picked up on this vibe in the song of sort of like impassivity, like just sort of feeling very like distinctly disinterested. She picked up on that really quickly. And so that's the sort of like attitude that's animating uh, the music video um, and my performance in the music video. And the whole thing was Miranda's vision from like beginning to end. Every single shot was like something that was like in her mind that she translated into video, which was very amazing to watch come to life. Okay, well, I've seen her work with Michaela Slinger, and that makes me incredibly excited to see what visual world she has crafted for your music as well, because she has made some amazing music videos. I know. (laughs) It's truly shocking. Awesome. And it's good that you have the opportunity to work with incredible talents like that. And you've mentioned that you're continuing to work with incredible producers as well, crafting more songs. So what does the future hold that you can tell us right now? Um, I mean, I don't have that many secrets. I can tell you everything I know. The issue is more that they're just so unknowns. But I have about, I have two other songs besides Just Ain't You that are like, mixed mastered ready to go um i have a demo that i've started again with my producer will uh in nashville that i really love and we're trying to get it finished in the next week i actually have the equipment here where i've been trying to do vocals (laughs) i am no engineer or producer so it's been tenuous trying to get the vocals done for this track um and then i actually have two other demo sessions for two other songs that i've been working on this week one of them is again with brian stewart who helped me with just ain't you um and another one is this guy in uh new york boy baby blue boy blue baby is his artist name he's also a very talented musician in his own right and um yeah there's like so hopefully by the month end i'll have five tracks um only three of them will sort of be like really ready to go or no four yeah four tracks um, and I'm planning on releasing at least two in the next, like before the end of the year, before 2021 is out. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I mean, it would be great if this sort of same thing that happened with Black Magic happened again with this single, where putting it out means that I can get into rooms with people 
who I am so excited with and who maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with otherwise, other writers and other producers. I also have a very intention of continuing to work with the people I currently work with, but to just sort of like keep growing the ecosystem that's behind every single artist and diversifying and learning from different people. And Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that answer very, very much. And I'm excited to see what the future can bring. Hopefully that continuing to build this foundation can do exactly that, bring you more opportunity, not just to create more music, but to work with incredible creators as well, collaborate and just continue to grow. Yeah, I hope so too. I feel excited for the year ahead. I'm really excited to release the track. I'm really excited to see what happens with it and what it does once I release it out in the world. Awesome. Awesome. And so am I. And I'm so glad that you could join us here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. I have one last question for you, Kenzie. Are you ready for it? Please. Okay. So we've div- uh, we've dove in behind your growth as an artist through this time, through releasing Black Magic, growing more into yourself, into this new single, Just Ain't You. But now what I want to know is is this process of time of building yourself as a musician, crafting your style and your sound and otherwise, how has it helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? That's an excellent question. Well done. (laughs) Well-crafted inquiry. I think it has taught me a lot of things about myself and it's always helping me grow as a person because music is my primary outlet. Like that's how I process all of my emotions. Anytime I feel bad about something or even excited about something, I like turn it into a song. Um, And I think one of the ways it's really helped me grow as a person is to start like being in my own corner and start sort of advocating for myself and finding a voice not only in the sense of like, I'm writing songs and I'm expressing my voice in that way, but also like asking for what I want and saying no when something doesn't feel right, whether that's in terms of production or in terms of like creative vision or like a photo shoot. I think there was a time when I sort of just would have done anything that anybody asked me to do because I'd be like, well, I don't have any of your ideas. Um, And I sort of learned over the last years that like, I'm, I'm not, a visual genius. I don't exactly always know what I want, but I do have a strong sense of who I am and at the very least what I don't want. Um, and I think that the, the process of recording music and building all of the things that go into supporting music creation and release have really been exercises in like self-assertiveness and, um, trusting myself. Wow. Wow, I really, really love that answer. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, as well as your journey up until this point with us here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure getting to reflect on my journey up until this point with you. Oh, ambush. Thank you. For tuning in to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with Kenzie Cates as we dove behind her new track, Just Ain't You. You can find this new track as well as her first single, 
Black Magic right now on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there though, you should also hit follow because Kenzie has already told you that there is a more amazing music coming your way in 2021 and you do not want to miss it. And with that, it's now time to give a roaring DTP thank you to Kenzie Cates for joining us here today. And I need to thank the amazing Jamie from over at Strut Entertainment for going ahead and setting this conversation up. I need to thank German at yourpodcasteditor.com for being an audio wizard and making everything sound so good. And I need to thank you, the ambush, for tuning on into this episode of the DTP. If you have yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on the podcast listening app or service that you're using right now. And you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode on your social media, with your friends, with your family, anyone who you think would enjoy it. You can give the DTP a five-star review, or you can head on over to the deserttigermerch.com web store and pick up yourself something to support and represent the show everywhere you go. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I leave you with this. Find your mountaintop, your oasis, your roar, the thing that makes you want to jump out of your seat, your heart jump out of your chest. Find your roar and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how beautiful you and your roar are capable of being because you are all three of these things and oh so much more and until... The next episode of the DTV. Goodbye, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.